WrestleMania is the be-all, end-all of what we do for a living. We work our entire careers to get to WrestleMania, to steal the show at WrestleMania. After 35 years to be in a very high-profile match at WrestleMania is a huge honor. You could almost immortalize yourself at WrestleMania in an instant. You make the most of every opportunity throughout the year to get to WrestleMania. can happen in a year. Anything can happen in a year. Twists. Champions fell. Cena's helpless. Cena's helpless. Turns. Opportunists capitalized. The unforeseen. Legends were dishonored. Your career is over. The unexpected. Superstars return. Business just picked up. The unimaginable. Came to life. A lot can happen in a year. Anything can happen in a year. A lot has changed in one year. But tonight. Tonight. This is the bigger picture. Tonight is the culmination of a year's journey. Of a life's ambition. Of a career. Tonight. This is my this show. This is my destiny. 16 and 0. I'll lay down for any 15 and 1. I will make bad weather for anyone. I will break your jaw this time. The best fighter in the world. Tonight, tonight is WrestleMania, an event that cements legacy, affirms dominance, crowns champions, and creates immortals. WrestleMania, 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 WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Hey everybody, welcome back to Review Mania. My name is Rob, along with Zach. Yo. And today. It's WrestleMania 24. In Florida. In sunny Florida. Orlando. Yes. Or is it Tampa? It's Orlando. Okay. Yes. So. Yes, I was remember. I, re- I remember now. Daryl Surratt went to this one, or he, he went to an event, he, or he went to events surrounding it. Ah. I yeah, don't see him as a type it. of person that would go to WrestleMania, but I could definitely see him going to the Ring of Honor show that. Was the night before? Yeah, he said he had a really fun time at Dragon Gate. Ah. It was actually funny. I was listening to a Brian and Vinny show from the night of that WrestleMania. Because what I've been doing after I watch these shows, write my review, is go back and listen and go, man, I, I wasn't a subscriber of the Dave Meltzer at the time. I wonder what it was like, you know, listening to it back with fresh eyes. And the audio quality is shit. Oh, God, yeah, this one was recorded in a car. (laughs) But yes, the audio quality is garbage. But we didn't know better back then. Unlike our professional podcast. Yes, with birds and dogs. Have have there been birds or dogs in the last several months? We have not recorded in several months. (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) So, but yeah... Uh, it was actually funny. They were like, oh, the Ring of Honor. Steen and El Generico went at it. And I was like, fuck. Really? Still? Yes. Yeah. They fought forever. Fight forever. Yes. Fight forever. Thank God I can edit. No, I'm kidding. How have you been? 
I've been alright. Yes, our professional podcast where now you have been modulated and now silent. Only the best. What? Uh, you got all modulated when you talked. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. Can't win. Yes. You've been all right, though. That's good. Same here. I've been all right. So, what do you remember going into WrestleMania 24? Let's see. This was in 2008, so I was not watching at the time. Um, but I remember some friends talking about it. And they were really excited for Floyd Mayweather. That's what I was surprised that they had to cut out of the network rip. Was I remember like even ESPN, like they had all this publicity going into WrestleMania with the Big Show and Floyd Mayweather deal. Um, other than that, I don't really remember much. Um, I remember the J everyone remembering the JBL and the Finley match. It's just something spectacular. No. Well, because they were hard hitting and shit. Well, okay. But the fact of the matter is, is like that match is, well, we'll get into it, but I, I didn't really like it that much. No, same. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. WrestleMania 24 is one of those kind of like WrestleMania's you really don't think about. No, but I mean, like it had it. It had uh, three really good matches. I w- I would say. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So they are in Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Well, you know, also you have known to go as to the Camping World Stadium. Yes. And it was just funny watching this going. This is going to be like the fourth WrestleMania we've watched from Florida. Like when we're done with all this. Well, it see so it makes sense that it's in the south. Oh yeah, warm like, temperatures typically. Right, and they all, and they always have to be outside shows now. So, cuz they they are too big to do stadium shows. What did you think of arenas. this being outside? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was cool. Um the first couple matches that were in daylight and then it slowly got darker as the night went on until like I, I think they really used the uh arena to its advantage, like starting around like the Batista match. Yes. Where that you would see the big pyro displays and stuff. Yep. Although sometimes they do that now and they start doing pyro in the middle of the day and you can't see it and it's just like you just wasted a whole bunch of money yes all right we have made it to the hd era we are finally in 16 by 9 glorious wwe high definition although i watched this on the dvd version so i mean i i I did watch it in a blu-ray player so there was some upscaling but it wasn't really in hd Huh. Well, I got to watch in glorious HD if the WWE Network is to be concerned. Mm. The pay-per-view starts off with jets flying over the stadium and John Legend sings the national anthem. Yeah, okay, so there were a couple of like really big celebrities on this 
particular show. And like, we don't see people of this caliber anymore at WrestleMania, really. Like, um, but also at the time, like, I don't know if John Legend was as big of a star as he is now. Well, so who is John Legend? I, I don't know this person. He's just like one of those like R and B like crooner singers. Like you'll hear him around Christmas time. Song. He's just like one of those like smooth singers. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now I know. So John Legend does a national anthem. The intro has several wrestlers again. So I've noticed a theme that just now every year, WrestleMania is just this big show and it's so spectacular and it's such an honor and a privilege to be on WrestleMania, to make your WrestleMania moment or to to live your dream and blah, blah, blah. Like they've stopped being original. Yeah, but it's it's like just a formula show at this point. It is. So... Ric Flair says what a huge honor it is to be in such a high-profile match. A lot can change in a year. Uh, John Cena was injured. Edge won the World Heavyweight title on SmackDown. And the Big Show came back from where, wherever the Big Show was. Well, we know where the Big Show was. OVW. No, he was not. Enlighten me, then. So... He was going to be sent to OVW, but he decided that uh, instead of going to OVW to lose weight, he would just quit. And then he started going to shows as Paul White and saying that the big show is his slave name and all this Damn. other stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he was back in the WWE before the end of the year. Still not lost any weight. No, he had lost, actually, he had lost quite a bit of weight. Oh. Well, good for him. Oh, and Chris Jericho came back. But he's not on the show. Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, oh. he's in the money in the bank. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Feels like forever I've watched the show. Yay, Chris Jericho's back. I didn't even know he was gone. <laughs> yeah, he was gone uh, for like two years. Oh, fucking real. Half the time I don't understand why people are on the, bat, on the card and who's not. Right, right. All right. <clears throat> so, first match of the night is the Belfast Brawl match. So, Ooh. for the first time in my life, I made a mistake. That mistake was made when I allowed my own son to be put in jeopardy. I wanted to give my son tough love, and I showed him. I took my belt off, and I willed the hell out of him. This is beyond any form of I can think of. He had it coming. What he didn't have coming, however, was what happened after I left the ring. JBL is a 
remorseless human being. And after those heinous events, Mr. McMahon demanded an apology from JVL. I want an apology, and I want it now. I'm sorry that I didn't do it sooner. Because, Mr. McMahon, I have it on very good advice. That Hornswoggle is not your son. Hornswoggle is Finley's son. That was an amazing revelation. That it was Finley all along the father of Hornswoggle. And Finley and Hornswoggle were basically perpetrating a big fraud on Mr. McMahon. This, remember how we were talking about last episode, how uh, Ken Kennedy was going to get the rocket and he was going to be the son of Mr. McMahon? Well, that didn't well, happen. That didn't happen. Instead, they found a little short guy named Hornswoggle. Final cruiserweight champion, Hornswoggle. Oh, sorry. And Vince McMahon had sex and a short little kid came out. And that's his son. But in reality, things other happened. So the whole story of this, Mr. McMahon attacked Hornswoggle in a cage match. And he With took out his belt and he started whipping him. JBL then beat the shit out of Hornswoggle. And apparently Vince McMahon can beat us up his own son, but nobody else can. Oh no, it's his blood. Yeah. So Vince McMahon demanded an apology from JBL. And he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, I didn't, didn't do, do, it, do sooner. it sooner. Yeah. JBL then says, Oh, Hornswoggle's not your son. It's Finley's. And there is And then shock. Finley comes out. Yes. And he goes, I'm my name is Finley and I like to fight. And I'm Irish. So yes. yep, yeah, that's that. So now JBL and uh Finley are fighting in a Belfast Brawl match, which is essentially a uh, no DQ match. Yeah. Uh, so there's no count outs and no DQ, but you must submit or pin your opponent within the side of the ring. JBL is thrown into the steel steps early and then thrown into the ring and the bell finally rings to start the match officially. Finley goes under the ring, gets tons of plunder. He gets garbage cans, kendo sticks, garbage lids. Finally, uh, sorry, Finley gets smacked in the head with a trash can and then with a lid and then with a cookie sheet all across the head. But it's a steel cookie sheet. We yes. have to point that out. They're extra loud. Yeah. JBL then goes to the ring, throws the ring steps into the ring, and JBL puts Finley up on the steps into a power bomb or a pile driver position, but Finley backdrops him. JBL uh, hits the canvas and then starts hitting him over the head with a cookie sheet. Uh, finally, he punches the cookie sheet, Big Joe style, and he hurts his hand. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. 
No, I thought that was dumb. It's like, yes, I'm going to do all this damage. Clang. Ow, my hand. JBL grabs the shillelagh as Hornswoggle grabs a kendo stick and hits JBL in the back, which he no-sells. And he allows Finley oh. to use the shillelagh to knock JBL out of the ring to the floor. Finley goes under the ring. He pulls out a table to the delight of the crowd. The table is then set up in the corner by Finley, but JBL reverses a whip into the table, and Finley hits a clothesline. JBL then attacks Hornswoggle on the outside, and he just takes this massive, like, th just throws a fucking trash can at Finley, or at Hornswoggle, like he wasn't expecting it. Probably he wasn't, because as we discussed earlier, JBL is a terrible person. Yes. Like, you could see, like, Hornswoggle standing there all happy, and all of a sudden, out of frame, whack! A fucking trash can to the head. And he's, like, super scared. He probably pissed himself or something. <laughs> Shit. Finley runs and does a suicide dive, but JBL he cracks the trash can across the face of Finley, all of the Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Royal Rumble ladder spot. From, uh, Except not as dangerous because it's a trash can. Yes. And it still looked impressive and sounded impressive because it's a trash can, lid. Right. But that only gets JBL a two count. Angry, JBL throw the trash can at Hornswoggle on the outside, knocking him out. Finley cracks the trash can, lid over the head of JBL to gain control. Uh, and then smashes JBL through the table head first. And he goes for the cover, but he kicks out at two. JBL then hits a clothesline from hell out of nowhere and is able to pick up the win at 9 minutes and 10 seconds. So yay, the heel won. Yay, that makes sense. Yep. And the story's over with pretty much after this. Uh, good riddance. Good riddance. Yes, but at the same point, why would the, why would the heel win if the story's line's over with? You see, it doesn't make sense. Eh. Hornswoggle looks upset at the finish as JBL leaves ringside down the aisle as Hornswoggle checks on Finley. Kim Kardashian, the special guest hostess of WrestleMania. Next up is a seven-person Money in the Bank uh, match. Uh, Ken Kennedy then interrupts and says that it is going to be him and he yells his catchphrase and her, uh, into her ear. Name. Yeah. Well, remember, he's an asshole. That's his gimmick. Yes. I also think yes. the microphone that they gave her was fake. Because you could barely hear her. Um, All of those microphones pretty much are fake. They're just props. They have boom mics. Yeah, true. Well, stop killing the business. <laughs> No, I'm supposed to kill the business. That's my gimmick. Money in the Bank match. John Morrison versus Carlito versus Shelton Benjamin versus CM Punk versus Ken Kennedy versus MVP versus Chris Jericho. All right. Everyone leaves the ring as soon as the bell rings and grabs ladders. MVP attacks everyone who tries to get into the ring with the ladder. Jericho is able to sneak in, and Jericho has a big, bigger ladder uh, as the two men joust. Jericho wins. Ken Kennedy Morrison then fight on top of a ladder. Shelton grabs a ladder of his own, 
and he almost grabs a briefcase, but Shel uh, Shelton then hits a sunset flip, and Kennedy hits a superplex at the same time. Kind of impressive. Mm. MVP goes for a running boot, but he gets caught in the corner. Carlito then hits another leg with the other leg with the ladder to take MVP out. Carlito then climbs the ladder, but is stopped by Shelton. Shelton is knocked off the ladder, and then he crashes through another ladder that was set up on the outside like a table. The ladder is bent in half. All the Edge or Edge and Jeff Hardy left. Yes, the year before. Jericho and Carlito all climb up on the ladder. They fight, but MVP pushes the ladder over, knocking all the men down. Morrison throws in a ladder into MVP. He starts to climb the ladder, but Jericho comes back and stops Morrison. Jericho applies a line tamer on the top of the ladder. Meanwhile, Kennedy sets up a ladder of his own and climbs. And now all four men are fighting. Kennedy and Carlito are pushed off, leaving Jericho and CM Punk. Jericho gets the title. I'm sorry, gets the briefcase as CM Punk falls off. But Carlito hits a backstabber off the top of the ladder onto Jericho. MVP sees everyone that is down, and the crowd boobs as MVP climbs to the rope. But then out of nowhere, a returning Matt Hardy hits the ring. Hits a twist of fate on MVP off the top of the ladder. Hardy, who had been out of action for five months due to a knee injury. Uh, this is a really interesting spot. They did a reverse seesaw spot where a man is slammed, and then another one, and then another ladder actually comes up and sticks up. At like a 90 degree angle. So then John Morris tries climbing the ladder but falls and it just kind of gets pushed off. Yeah, no, it looks super well. scary. Yeah. No. Jericho climbs the ladder and sets it up under the briefcase. As does Carlito, who spits in the face of Jericho. Carlito then starts to unhook the briefcase, but Kennedy pushes Carlito off into another ladder. Kennedy is knocked off by CM Punk. Jericho hits a code breaker onto CM Punk, who is holding a ladder. Jericho then slowly starts to climb um, one ladder, still standing. Jericho grabs a briefcase as she, CM Punk shakes the ladder, but it doesn't seem to phase Jericho. Uh, as CM Punk starts to climb the ladder, but Jericho kicks him off. CM Punk and Jericho are now fighting on top of the ladder. The briefcase is swinging all around. Punk is able to hit the briefcase and Jericho slips upside down allowing CM Punk to regain his footing and then finally take off the briefcase to win the money in the bank at 13 minutes and 58 seconds. What'd you think of this money in the bank? This was kind of like the worst money in the bank ladder match I've seen in quite some time. Like, I'm not saying like, like all the people in it are, are okay, but like it doesn't, it didn't feel like, a normal money in the bank ladder match. Like they usually have like a big guy in there and all these guys are like similar sizes. Um, they're all athletic for the most part, but I th it felt like from the moment that the match started, it was, it was, there was only three people it could have been. It was Jericho punk or Ken Kennedy. And when you go into one of these matches, you kind of want it to be more of a, more of a surprise than that. And so that's kind of lessened the drama because it's like, oh, well, John Morrison's not going to win this. Carlito isn't going to win this. Carlito's not even going to be in the company that much longer. 
you know, like all this other stuff. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought it was an okay match. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest like you've seen. There's nothing like super memorable from it, but uh, it was it was good. Happy to see CM Punk win. I mean, even last year we were seeing the momentum on him, the crowd really liking him. Yeah. So we get a recap of the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony the night before. The headliner being Ric Flair. The Hall of Fame class of 2008 consisted of Jack and Jerry Briscoe, Gordon Soley, Rocky Johnson, Peter Maivia, uh, Eddie Graham, Mae Young, and Ric Flair. And apparently, Ric Flair talked for two and a half hours. Yes, he did. And he said a whole bunch of things he wasn't supposed to. Like what? Like he was praising Chris Benoit and all sorts of people. Like they're like X day on the Benoit, and they're like, yes. and he's just like, ah, he's just like, yeah, he's a great wrestler, and I, I loved having him in the Four Horsemen, and he was the greatest person I. <laughs> and it's like Rick, stop. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I'm watching that ruthless, ruthless aggression documentary on WWE Network. Mm-hmm. And they got to the point where Randy Orton, you know, uh, fights Chris Benoit for the WWE title at SummerSlam. And I'm like, oh, fuck, how are they going to play this? They literally show him RKOing Benoit, and that's it. They cut away for the crowd for the pin, and they don't even show him or even mention him by name. They just say, oh, he was fighting for the WWE Championship in, at SummerSlam. He is going to be the youngest. They didn't mention who he was fighting or anything. Right. Crazy. Don't uh, don't watch that WWE Network thing. It's bad. I don't even have the network at this point. Ah, good. I want to get rid of it after this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is literally the only reason I have it. Well, what, are you saying that we're going to be finished with this podcast after you're done with all the WrestleManias? At least with WWE, we will be. (laughs) So, Snoop Dogg is in the back, representing the Playboy Bunny match, I guess. Dogg says that he has found someone that he has a ton in common with, and it's a comatose Festus, Luke Gallows. Yes. Santino interrupts. It was funny seeing Santino like this because I forgot that, like, he was supposed to be, like, a suave debonair, like, you know, like, we always remember, I always remember Santino as his goofy gimmick. But this is, you know, this is when he debuted and, you know, Maria was his girlfriend and, you know, I I don't know what he was supposed to be, but. He was always supposed to be goofy, but they. They they, amped it up. They amped up the goofiness as time went on. I just really like him yelling, Cobra! Yes. So out of nowhere, uh, Snoop Dogg grabs a ring bell, and he goes, don't, don't ring that bell! Where did you even get that anyway? (laughs) And uh, he rings the bell, Festus attacks, Mick Foley comes out and says, have a nice dizzle, and he has a rap socko. (sighs) 
Whatever. It's 2008. But it's Mick Foley. He deserves better than this. He probably enjoyed it. He didn't have to fall off of anything. He didn't have to hurt himself. He had to go there. He probably got a little bit of money. Well, I know he got a little bit of money, but you know what I mean? I, yeah, no, I get it, but it's Mick Foley. He deserves better than that. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Nah, that's true. SmackDown versus Raw brand supremacy match. Which Notice ECW better? is not here. Thank <laughs> fuck. After WrestleMania 23, oh, God. No, but, like, ECW is still a brand, it so, is. like, they should, they should still have... Well, them like I don't like if it's gonna be too if you know the competitors are Batista and Umanga in this and so like I don't know Big Daddy V was around he could have been in this match not that I would have wanted that necessarily or Mark Henry yeah well this was awful enough as it was <laughs> and I even wrote it as Umanga. Well, of course. That's how William Regal pronounces him. You manga. Teddy Long introduces Batista, and Batista gets a massive fireworks display. Michael Cole and King are on commentary for this match. William Regal is representing Raw for completely forgot that he was a Raw general manager at one point. Yes. And this is right before he wins uh, King of the Ring, too. Huh. So he do he introduces Umanga, and Umanga hits a shoulder block to start the match. Batista is easily worked over with punches and kicks. He's kicked out of the ring. Umanga then hits a splash uh, to the spine for a two count. Batista rolls out of the way of the flying headbutt, but Umanga is able to still capitalize by continuing to beat down on Batista as an oh Umanga chant is heard. I was very I confused the, by this chant. Yeah, I don't know who this Umaga is. It's Umanga. Then, a nerf hold was applied to Batista to further slow down this slow match. And then it immediately goes magna, yes. as, uh, as they would say. Batista starts to fight back as the crowd boos. So, uh, Umanga, the crowd, crowd favorite. Every punch and kick Batista hits, the crowd boos. Umanga goes for a similar spike, but Batista blocks it. Umanga then gets to steal, uh, gets to steal post, and hits a splash attempt. But Batista fires up, hits a huge Batista bomb for the win, at seven minutes and seven seconds. Yeah, that Batista bomb was scary looking because Batista just kind of fell, <laughs> and poor Umanga fell right, right yeah, on his. Yeah, I think he lost his, his neck and shoulders. Definitely lost his footing. I think he probably yeah. went up too high. Too fast is what I'm going to guess. As I think uh, Umanga jumped a little bit too much. Because he probably said, hey, I'll definitely probably need some help getting you up. And, you know, if you jump too high or jump too fast, you don't, you know, not in time. Right. Yeah, uh, they weren't coordinated me very my, well. My buddy gave me a Batista bomb once. And I jumped too high. And I basically landed on my back and all the air was driven out of my lungs. It sucked. Hmm. Well, this is the last time we're going to see you, Manga, on a on a WrestleMania. So. Aw, bummer. Yeah, yeah, no more you, Manga. Damn. He died. He he died shortly after. 
Really? Was it that long ago? Yeah. Well, he, he, he was around for a little while longer, but he wasn't at WrestleMania 25. And I think he died before WrestleMania 26. Oh, shit. Yeah. December 4th, 2009. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Bummer. Well, let's get back onto a happier topic. The ECW Championship. SmackDown is a better brand for this year that I wrote. Uh, it was a match. Batista definitely had the better match last year. Yes, that's true. He had an excellent match last year. So JR and King start talking about the Mayweather Big Show fight. Uh, if anything goes, there must be a winner. A tale of the tape is shown. Big Show is superior by a lot. We then cut to Joey Styles and Taz who go over the 24-man battle royal that was held before WrestleMania. Uh, basically, they had a battle royal, and the winner gets to face Chavo Guerrero, the champion. Well, Kane and Mark Henry were the last two, and Kane won. So, I also forgot this. The general manager of ECW was Armando Estrada. Apparently, he has a very nice restaurant. What's it called? I don't know. It's in Phoenix. Oh, is it the uh, uh, ribs and ribs and lemonade? Mm, maybe. I think that's what it's called. It's called like ribs and. Oh, let me find out now, because I've always wanted it, to try. I always find a unique name. Um, it's not Abdullah the Butcher's House of Ribbon Chinese Food. Um. Yeah, baby steak and lemonade. It is since mm. closed. Uh, okay. And he, and he appeared in a 2010 Cypress Hill music video. Hmm. You can find him on Twitter, though. Huh. At Real Armando Ha Ha. <laughs> <laughs> So, his pinned tweet is from December 4th, 2019, saying, Rest in peace, Umanga, 10 years, with him mm. and Umanga in the ring. God damn it. Yeah, because Amaro Estrada used to be Umanga's... Yeah, uh... yeah I loved his gimmick. Breaking the, breaking the fucking Cuban cigar in half. Yeah. Yeah. ECW Championship! Chavo Guerrero, the champion, versus Kane, the challenger. So Kane is already in the ring. When no, he isn't. I mean, wait, why did I write that? Wait, yeah, he was. Kane is already in the ring. When no, announced he wasn't. The, oh, well, whatever. He shows up. Chavo goes <laughs> yeah. out. Kane's already in the ring. Oh, that's why. Because Kane shows up out of nowhere. Right. He goozles, cho he goozles and then choke slams Chavo. To pick up the win in 10 seconds. There eight seconds. Is it eight? Well, cage yeah. match said 10. Oh. Why well, it... Well, it he beat fast. King Kong Bundy's record for WrestleMania match. True. From WrestleMania, like, one. 
where King Kong Bundy had a nine second match, which was really 23 seconds. Yes. Kane had an eight second match, which was really 10 seconds, apparently. Yep. Anyway, you can go back and listen to our review of that match. Yes. What WrestleMania was that? I think it was WrestleMania 1. I think you're right. Be- because WrestleMania 2 was King Kong Cage. Bundy versus Hogan. Yeah. All right. WrestleMania commercial airs. I don't know why the fuck these commercials aired. We're watching WrestleMania. <laughs> but, uh... What? Carlito oh. and Maria are on a dinner date. And a seagull attacks Carlito. And he beats the shit out of it. He then gets pooped on. And... That was that. It was Wish You Were Here. For WrestleMania 24, the event we're watching. Yay! Yes. yes. Weird. And then Raven Simone shows up. <laughs> and screams into the microphone. Yes. She. Uh, what it is, Orlando. What it is, Orlando. She's there to represent the Make-A-Wish Foundation. They brought 50 kids from 50 states. She yelled and screamed. It was annoying. And then Lawler said, I'm a huge Raven Simone fan. Yes. I was like, holy fuck, King. You've got priors. Well, Raven Simone was an adult at this point, so. But she played a teenager on TV. That's true. Ah, whatever. All right. So, King is saying, yeah. I literally wrote, King is saying she's a, he's a huge Raven Simone fan. It just seems so wrong. Probably because it's true. <laughs> Ric Flair then is asked what his game plan is. And he simply says, to be the man, he woos, and he leaves. Yes, but who is interviewing him, Rob? I can't can't remember. It was Mike Adamley. Mike Adamley, that's it. The worst general manager I ever had. The worst announcer. Jeff Harvey. Yes, Jeff Harvey. (laughs) Which was Jeff Hardy's ring name at one point. Ah! So, like when he was a jobber. Yeah. Well, so he wasn't wrong. He was watching really old tapes. Yeah. Jeff Harvey. Korea. Now I feel like watching uh, Botchamania. There you go. Yes. Mongo. Career-threatening match. If Ric Flair loses, he is retired. Now, to be honest, this has been going on for the better part of a year. Point. Yes. And Ric Flair has had several career-threatening matches, won all of them. And some of them have been up against, like, big-name people, like Triple H. But Very true. Now, he has to fight Mr. WrestleMania at WrestleMania. Yeah. More on that, check out RavenSamoaPresents.com. I check that out all the time. I'm a huge Raven Samoa fan! Well, ladies and gentlemen, from one memorable moment for 50 wonderful children and their families to what promises to be one of WrestleMania's most memorable moments. The time has come for the nature boy Rick Flair to put his career in line against John Michaels. And the irony of this instant classic was when HBK made the announcement that Rick Flair would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it is my honor and my privilege to 
present to you the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame Class 2008. He's a man that I have idolized my entire professional career. And I don't care what anybody says, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And more importantly, he's my friend.
on the Raw before. They had a great promo where Shawn Michaels said, I'm going to take Old Yeller out and back behind the shed and shoot him. And and then Ric Flair, Flair goes, I'll show you Old Yeller. I'll show you Old Yeller. And he does this crazy Flair stuff. Yes, because he's crazy Flair. Yes. That's part of the charm. Yep. So, wrist locks, hammer locks, neither man can get the advantage as they both keep on countering each other. Every time someone gets an opening, uh, they just keep countering each other. Rook Flair that says, Old Yeller, huh? And slaps, and HPK slaps Flair. I think he cut his cheek or something on his mouth, on his tooth or something, because there's blood yeah, coming no, out. Yeah, he like... Uh, scratched his lips up. He's just bleeding from the mouth for the rest of the match. I think he goes, first blood, brother. <laughs> <laughs> they start chopping each other. Flair is able to finally capitalize, but it doesn't last that long. Michaels gets an elbow and climbs to the top rope. But Flair slams... Uh, Flair slams Michaels off the top rope, although everyone else in his career. Yes. And then Flair goes up to the top... And he is able to do the cross body for like the seventh time in his entire career. JR and King, King especially, is just so happy to see Flair hit the cross body. Yes. A baseball slide uh, to uh, basically Mike uh, Flair sent it outside. Michael hits a baseball slide. He then. Goes for a moonsault, but Flair moves out of the way. And Michaels hits the very edge of the table. And the table doesn't break at first. And then it just violently slams into the table, and then it falls apart. Like, this is a super memorable moment in the match. Yeah. Yes, and it looked like it sucked so much. Probably, like, if, if he... He may not have, but like the way that it looked, it looked like he broke his ribs. Oh yeah, because he's like he lie. You literally saw him bounce chest first off the edge of the table. He then landed on the table, and then the table and was like, broke. "Oh, then I guess I'll break." It wasn't yeah. a smooth landing. Like, hey, he just crashed through it. So, uh, yeah, okay, hurt like hell. Flair is vaulted to the floor. Michaels hits a moonsault onto the floor. Which Flair, like, I think, touched him. Nothing more. Right. Didn't exactly get caught. Uh, uh, HBK probably should stop doing moonsaults everywhere. A chop exchange between both men. As the crowd starts loudly booing Shawn Michaels. Slowly Michaels climbs to the ropes. Hits an elbow drop onto Flair as he's holding his stomach and ribs. Michaels has to tune up the band. He goes to the sweet chin music, but he hesitates and doesn't hit the sweet chin music at all. He just kind of stands there. So Flair puts him into the figure four leg lock. Um, Flair goes for another figure four leg lock, but Michaels gets a roll up for a two count. Michaels tries for an insiguri, but Flair ducks for the figure four is applied again. Michaels is almost pinned, but he kicks out at two. Uh, Michaels is able to get to the ropes eventually, but the crowd loudly boos. Flair struts around, and he's hit with the switching music out of nowhere. Gets a two count. 
Michael starts tuning up the band again, and he motions for Ric Flair to get up. Flair refuses to get up, and Michaels comes from behind and picks him up, and Flair gives him a low blow behind the ref's back. Michaels kicks out at two. Flair is hobbling around. And applies his own fi- uh, HPK then applies his own figure four. It was an inverted one, so it's supposed to hurt more. Yes. Have you ever been put in a real figure four like a lock? Yes. It hurts like a fucking bitch. Yes, it does. I felt like my bones were going to fall apart. When that thing got locked in, I was like, holy fuck, this hurts. I was tapping. Out of nowhere, Flair cradles Michaels, and JR thought that he had the tights, but he couldn't tell. He only picks up a two count. Flair starts chopping Michaels again, and out of nowhere, another sweet chin music. Uh, Michaels like, crawls to the corner and again starts to tune the band. But now he looks at Michaels, or sorry, at Nate. Uh, now Michaels looks sad, and he mouths the words, I'm sorry, I love you. He hits another sweet chin music to pin Ric Flair at 20 minutes and 23 seconds. And Zach cries all over the place. I didn't. I didn't remember how choreographed that last sweet chin music was. I always remember the one before where it came out of nowhere. Or mm-hmm. I forgot the fact that like he hit the one and then he hit the final. Right. But uh, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, no, this is like... This is about as perfect a retirement match as one person can have. It has all of Ric Flair's old spots in it he did he brought out stuff that he hadn't done in years like his old finishing maneuver the diving knee drop he did the double arm suplex he did the vertical suplex like all this stuff that he did back in the 70s that he doesn't do anymore bless you excuse me and then these uh long figure four uh exchanges are just great and there's genuine emotion there. Michaels, after he pins Ric Flair, kisses him on the forehead and then leaves. It's just, it's just beautiful, man. Yep. Reed and Ashley and Megan. Why I know so No David, though. Huh? No David. No. But, but uh... Reed and Ashley are there, bawling their eyes out. Reed, especially, looks very just awful. Yes, and in in the aftermath of what happened with him, it's even more heartbreaking. Yeah, no, definitely. Drugs are bad. Yes, it's true. But yeah, HBK gets out of there, lets Ric Flair have his time. And they milked it, but they didn't milk it that much. It wasn't like Hogan. No. And and then, you know, they have a ceremony for him on Raw the next night. Yes. Yes. Todd Grisham is in the back. He hypes up The Undertaker for this edge match with The Undertaker possibly going 16-0. Edge is then interviewed and said, we've already seen history tonight and we'll see more history later on. He mentioned that he was sitting in the uh, audience at WrestleMania 6 and he talked about how he was the biggest Hulkamaniac in Canada. And that day, Hulk Hogan lost. And Edge's innocence was taken from him. So now he's going to take the innocence from all the fans of The Undertaker. 
and he's gonna beat him. Yes. We then get a huge, huge fireworks spectacular, and Jr. and King seem annoyed that we're only halfway through WrestleMania. <laughs> Especially Jr. Well, yeah, you know, like probably like Jr. is one of those people who is like the flare match should go on last, and you know, Flair didn't want that, so. And then we have to go through this monstrosity of a match after, right afterwards. Yeah, do you want to go through the match or do you want me to? Can we just say that it was a Playboy Bunny match between four women, two of them won, and that's it? Yes, moving on. Like, I, I feel bad for saying that. Like the it was garbage! Yes, the participants were Maria and Ashley. Ashley has since passed away. And then there's been and there's Beth Phoenix and Melina. Yes. Um Beth Phoenix and Melina ended up winning because you could see that coming from a mile away. Um the match itself was not very well done because Maria and Ashley were not the best workers. Maria has become much better in the ring since then, but neither of them were very good. Melina wasn't the greatest worker at the time and so beth phoenix had to carry three other women with her alongside of her and it didn't work out very well and there was snoop dogg sitting on a throne and it's all sorts of misogynistic crap and i'm i'm sick of this era of women's wrestling i do have to say though i was very impressed with sherry she was one of the lumberjills and her gimmick is that of a 50s throwback wrestler, and she was coming to the ring in roller skates. Ha! I didn't even notice. So, I'll give her credit for that. There but, honestly, like, I just wish that if... And I've, always, and I've always thought this, but if they're not going to give women's wrestling the time and uh, respect that it deserves, it shouldn't be on the show. Yeah, but you're also saying it through 2020 eyes. Oh, yeah, but I was saying that back when I was watching as well at the time. Well, I wasn't watching this at the time, but, like, when I started watching again next year in 2009 for WrestleMania 25, because I remember buying that show on my birthday, um, or for my birthday, it wasn't on my birthday that year, that I thought it was crap. So... I'm just being consistent. There you go. Minus five stars. There you go. WWE Championship Triple Threat Title Match. Triple H versus Randy Orton versus John Cena. Randy Orton, your champion. WrestleMania passed me by with an injury. I had to sit back and watch the game from the sidelines. John Cena suffered a debilitating injury, a completely torn right pectoral muscle. In a hospital bed, my life was crumbling. And with each day, my WrestleMania dreams faded further and further away. 
Elimination Chamber after beating five other guys. The game is back. So in the last second of the final hour, I made a choice. To once again go to WrestleMania. You see, I've been issued challenges. But the same thing has happened to every challenge in the end. A marching band comes down to play John Cena's theme. It wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. Um, Not enough horns. To be fair, too many, too to many be, flutes. Yeah, but to be to be fair, I think they're high schoolers. Probably, but still, that didn't sound. It just didn't come off good live. No, it didn't. I, I thought there was like too much, uh, too much symbols, and not enough. On his like percussion, like not enough pay attention to that, and the drums really like overpowered everything else. Anyway, that's the extent of my musical knowledge. Yes. All right, the crowd is booing John Cena, but I think the WWE turned it down in the home video release. You couldn't hear anything. Um. You know, I I think he actually probably was still getting some cheers because he had just come back early from from his yeah that wrestlemania i still vividly remember that royal rumble him coming back at number 30 yeah like everybody was surprised yes i do have to say though i thought it was weird that john cena was the only one of these three guys who got a special entrance yeah it was definitely i, I find it always funny that like who they choose to do that with like, I would expect Triple H to have done something. Like, I'm sure Lemmy was in the area. Oh, probably. So, 
The AT&T poll is back. The mobile poll. 52% of the people say that John Cena is going to win. 40% for Triple H. And a measly, measly 8% for Randy Orton. No one thinks he's going to keep his title. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. No DQ match. Orton hit well, Triple the tri- H. It's, it's, triple, it's, it's a triple threat, yeah. so those are always a no DQ. Yep. So Orton, Cox, Triple H with the belt to knock him out early so that Cena and Orton could fight. Orton hits a bulldog. Or sorry, Cena hits Orton with a bulldog and a suplex. Triple H and Orton start fighting outside on the ECW announce table. And then finally get back in the ring. Triple H puts Orton in a sleeper hold. And Cena comes and lifts both men up. But Triple H gets out and attacks Cena. Um, so Orton and Cena then fight on to the top rope. But Triple H comes and puts Cena on his shoulders. And Orton hits a flying crossbody. But Cena rolls through, lifting Orton up. But Triple H attacks while Orton uh, hit a substitute flip on Cena. Orton then hits a double draping DDT on both men. Orton gets a two count on both men. Uh, Orton tries for the RKO, but Cena throws him off. And Orton lands on Triple H, who's laying on the ground to a chorus of boos. It hurt. Yeah, it did look like it hurt. Like Triple H I don't think he's looks like he was it. not happy. Uh, Cena then has to run first face into the ring post. Triple H works over the knee of Randy Orton. Cena comes puts him in the Indian Deathlock. Yes. Yes. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Jr. didn't freak out over it. Yes. Eventually, Cena's able to get to the ropes. What? Go ahead. Oh, it's just going to imitate Jr. Going. I haven't seen that move since WrestleMania 19. No, he's a, it's been several years since I've seen that move. I guess and before then, I hadn't seen it for 40 years. Exactly. <laughs> Cena hits his five moves of doom to a chorus of boos. King says that John Cena is controversial. Cena tries for his FU. Triple H turns into a pedigree attempt, but Cena counters that and ends up with Triple H hitting a face buster and then a spine buster. Triple H hits a pedigree on Cena. One, two, Orton hits a punch to the head of Triple H. Randy Orton then... Pins John Cena at 14 minutes and 6 seconds to retain the WWE Championship. Wow. You never count out that 8%. No kidding. I like the ending of this match. I like the ending of this match too, but I thought that the vast majority of this match was slow and plodding and like... Yeah, because Triple H. Anytime Triple H got involved, the match slowed down. But if it was Cena and Orton, they were quick and fast and quick-paced. But as soon as Triple H fucking gets his nose in there, he's like, oh, I'm going to do a nerve hold. Oh, I'm going to do an Indian death lock. Oh, I'm going to just walk around the ring like a badass. Yeah, no, I was like, when he put the sleeper hole on Randy Orton like three minutes into the match, I was like, what the hell is this? Um, But yeah, no, I thought the match was okay for the most part. Um, Randy Orton got a big win here. Um, I always thought it was weird, though, that John Cena didn't win this match um, because he was, like, on such a winning streak. And I I always thought that um, it would have been a really cool idea 
like WrestleMania 27 to have an undefeated John Cena go up against an undefeated Undertaker. But yeah. that didn't end up happening. It did not. All right. Boxer versus wrestler match. The Big Show versus Floyd Money Mayweather. The biggest versus the best. Yes. Anything goes. Pinfall, submission, or knockout are the only ways to win. Mayweather is quick. The Big Show can't get him to him early. Mayweather hits several body shots, but uh, Big Show doesn't seem phased at all. Mayweather hits a right across the jaw, which angers the Big Show. Mays by the corner, then hands him a chalice to drink out of. I was confused by this. I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. Take that, little John. This yeah. allowed well, Big it, Show it, to... It wasn't, as, it wasn't as nice as Little John's chalice, let's be fair. True. Drinking his purple drink. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. The the corner guy for Floyd, I thought was great during this whole thing, because every time Big Show would do something, he'd go, he can't be doing that. He can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's stomping on him. He can't stomp on him. He can't be doing that. Like, yes. Yes, he can. Nope. No DQ, anything goes. Mayweather, yeah, so uh, Big Show attacks one of the corner men. He brings him into the ring. He slaps his chest. Um, he then tries to smash the hand of Mayweather. Big Show grabs Mayweather and picks him up to the top rope. Mayweather holds on, though, for dear life and applies a sleeper hold. Um, he then... Gets all the sleeper hole by throwing him to the mat. He then stomps on. He stands on top of Mayweather. And listening to Mayweather's scream was fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's like, Aah! Yeah, he was selling pretty well. And then you hear the corner man, Hey, he can't be standing on him. He can't be doing that. <laughs> he can't be doing that. <laughs> Mayweather hits some kicks to the big show's gut. He hits a side slam as the crowd jumped to their feet. These literally people jumped to their feet in fucking praise that Mayweather was slammed with a side slam. It was great. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Gets a few more shots. Mayweather's people finally drag uh, Mayweather out of the ring and they start walking towards the back. Big Show gives chase. He attacks all the bodyguards. Big Show keeps beating on Mayweather all the way back to the ring. Big Show sets up for a big choke slam. He lifts him up, but then one of the bodyguards hits Big Show in the back with a chair. <clears throat> that guy gets choke slammed. Mayweather then grabs the chair, and he hits him over the head three times. And I was like, this is after the Benoit shit. Yes. So I was very confused by this. But uh, finally, uh, one of the one of the one of the guys had a brass nuck necklace. So uh, Mayweather grabs the nucks, puts them on, hits Big Show, and Big Show can't make the ten count. Can't get back to his feet. So Mayweather wins the match in eleven minutes and thirty-seven seconds. All right, so 
I thought this match was pretty good, all things considered. For a celebrity match, we've seen plenty of celebrity matches that have been terrible at this point. And this isn't, one isn't is the follow wrong. isn't it next year's WrestleMania the one with uh, Mickey Rourke? Well, yeah, but Mickey Rourke was going to have the match, but he didn't actually yes do anything until yeah, because he was afraid that <laughs> Chris Jericho was legit going to hurt him. <laughs> yes. Um but um, no, as far as celebrity matches go, this one's pretty good, all things considered. Um, I, I don't think it I don't think it has anything on LT and Bam Bam. But this is probably like a, a second tier to that match. Yeah, it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. I think Mayweather was awesome to let Big Show, you know, throw him around and things like that. Well, I think, I think Big Show is like, all right, dude, I'm going to at least slam you once because you broke my nose it's the first time we had a meeting. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. I was so pissed I didn't have the video package. So the lead-up, Big Show legitimately had his nose broken because, if I remember correctly, Mayweather was like, I don't want to punch you, and you know, but we got to make it look real. And Big Show's like, just do what you got to do, man. And, and then, he got and then into he... it and didn't mean to like break his nose, but he said he just got so wrapped up into it and didn't even think and like broke yeah. his nose on Raw. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know if it was on Raw or if it was on a pay-per-view. I think it was at Survivor Series. I think you're right. Um, but, yeah, no, that video package was on the DVD release anyway. You yeah, they got caught to see. it for the WWE Network. That's weird. Yeah, like, the fuck? But yeah, it was a fun match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Kim Kardashian is in the ring. I think she has a real microphone now. The new attendance record, 74,635 people. What do you fucking do? It's all fake and the points don't matter. For whom the bell tolls.
Uh, video package plays showing the WrestleMania highlight streak of The Undertaker. And then a 15 and 1 shows up to Edge's theme music. And Edge sees The Undertaker as a way to cement his legacy in the WWE. And he'll defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Do you want to talk about this next match? Sure. Um, so, I, I we were talking about this last episode where Edge should have won Money in the Bank last year so that he would be 6-0 and versus Undertaker's 15-0. and I think it would have been really nice. But anyway. Definitely. Um, so, Edge comes out to his uh, usual music, his... Uh, well, actually, no. Undertaker comes out first. We get to see some druids. He's wearing his bondage gear, um, and his uh, his entrance doesn't take nearly as long as I remember it taking. I fast forwarded through it because I'm like, I've seen this every year now. Um, but it still takes a good like five minutes, and then Edge comes out, uh, and then um, he starts beckoning to somebody in the back, and it's Vicky Guerrero who's in a wheelchair. Uh, they kiss, and then he runs down to the ring. I forgot that she was married to Edge. And I'm like, this is they were like... In, they were engaged at this point. Yes. They weren't married yet. Um, So, let's see here. Um, Undertaker started the match off. He hit a leaping Colo's line, which Cole busted out the Vintage Undertaker line yes. fairly early on. Vintage Undertaker. Um, Undertaker then went for old school, which I, it's something I always like to see, but Edge then flung him off the top rope, but Undertaker rolled through it and gave Edge an arm drag, which I thought was really impressive. I think um, he knows that the first old school he does never works. And he's right. got to be prepared. I know, but still, like, you don't usually see, like, A big man, Undertaker... Yeah. Yeah, rolling through, and then, yeah. Um, so Undertaker hit a running knee into the corner, and then he went over the then he went over the top to the floor, um, which is like a weird-looking bump. Um, Edge gave him a shoulder block off the apron, uh, and Undertaker went crashing into the security wall outside, and then Edge uh, drove him back first into the side of the ring, um, and then Edge does something that looks incredibly awkward, which is a, a hangman's neck breaker off the top rope. So Undertaker just lands on his ass on the apron and it looks like it sucks. Um, Edge continues the assault in the ring uh, and um, continuing to work over the back. Undertaker tries to give Edge a body slam, but he can't because his back's too sore. So it turns into a crossbody by Edge. Edge that hits a drop kick, which we don't see Edge do very much anymore at this stage of his career, definitely. And then he went to the top rope, um, something we definitely don't see, but Undertaker shoves him, uh, and Edge went crashing down to the floor. And so that means that we're going to get the Undertaker dive, and Edge actually catches him this year, which is good. Um, then Undertaker does his guillotine leg drop, um on the apron, which leads to another vintage Undertaker from Cole. Um, and then um, Undertaker went for a last ride, but he couldn't lift Edge because his back was hurting. So Edge boots him in the face and gets a two count. Edge th then throws 
Undertaker over the security wall. So Undertaker like lands in the front row in like a lady's lap, and she looks very upset about this. I bought these um, ringside seats. They were to go in my lap. <laughs> uh, so Edge rolls uh, Undertaker back into the ring for two count. Um, so uh, he Edge then applies a single leg crab to um, Undertaker to get his knee all messed up. Undertaker fights out of the hole, um, as well as a second single leg crab that's uh, about applied a couple seconds later. Uh, they then do a bouillet spot, and my notes just crashed. Hell yes. So. Well, I'll get to it. So Edge, uh, so Edge attacks the cameraman. The spot being from the Sorari series before, where Edge was a cameraman in disguise, and he attacked Undertaker with a camera. He does it again. Yeah. Yay! He smashes the camera, camera across spot. the face of the Undertaker. Edge tries to wake up the ref because the ref at this point had been knocked out um, because uh, Edge ducked a big boot attempt and Undertaker hit the uh, ref. So there's no one to count the pinfall. Uh, so Edge out of nowhere then tries to, uh, wake the ref, uh, and he falls off the edge of the ring to the outside. Undertaker sits up. Edge then tries for a tombstone out of nowhere, but the Undertaker reverses it and hits a tombstone of his own. And then Charles Robinson sprints down to the ring. Yeah, holy shit. This ramp is like a fucking mile long. Poor Charles Robinson at full speed. It's a good, like, it 15, like, it's, it's like, yeah. like 15 seconds. Yeah. What yeah. a fucking guy. Ed counts out at two here. Um, and then Hawkins and Ryder, who are the, the edge heads. heads at this point, come out to the ring. Uh, Undertaker gives Zack Ryder a choke slam onto Hawkins on that the floor. That was funny. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, edge the, uses that to hit the Undertaker with a spear for two. And then... Um, Undertaker puts him into the Hell's Gate submission and Edge tapped out at 2350 to make Undertaker 16 and 0 and the new world heavyweight champion. Yes. The Undertaker is bathed in a blue light as a massive power or not massive. As a massive display of fireworks go off. And that's that. That's that. That's WrestleMania 24. That is. So uh what would you give WrestleMania 24? Overall. Um out of five I'd probably say it's like a two and a half. Um but there are basically three matches that you need to go out of your way to see in on this uh show, which are Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Floyd Mayweather, Big Show, and Edge Undertaker. All great matches that you can just have fun watching. And if you are like me, you'll cry every time you see uh, Ric Flair, uh, Shawn Michaels. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It went by quick for, for nearly four hours. It went by pretty quick. Yeah. I, I You know what? I'll also say that this is like... Uh, this WrestleMania really felt like a lot of the modern WrestleManias. I, I guess anything after 22... They have like a set format. They're going to have the Money in the Bank ladder match. They're going to have these set matches. And so they just slot things into these things. And so they're relatively easy to watch, even though they're four hours long. Yeah. 
Definitely. All right. What was your match of the night? Which I generally um, ask. It's it's probably Ric Flair, uh, Shawn Michaels. That would be the match of the night um, for pretty much everybody. But I will I will say that Edge Undertaker is a close second. That's a great match. Yeah, it's really good. I think it really helped uh, cement Edge. Yeah. <clears throat> um. All right. Are you ready for the Dave Meltzer ratings? What does the Wrestling Observer have to say? He's the only one. He's the only observer of wrestling. Yes. So, the first bel- match, the Belfast Brawl. Two and a quarter stars. Bullshit. That's like a minus two. Oh, wow. Because it has JBL in it? Well, yes. Okay. Money in the Bank, three and a quarter stars. Hmm. Batista versus Umaga. I'd say three. You say three? Yeah. Umaga and Batista's 1.25. One and a quarter. I, I th- think that's fair. Rick Flair, Shawn Michaels, three and a half. No, that's a five. That's a five-star match. No, it's a four. I don't know. Watching it back and knowing the outcome, I guess. But it was pretty well predicted. I mean, he was fucking, he was freaking inducted into the Hall of Fame the year or the night, but night, night before. Yes, I know. But still, it's like you don't get a better uh, <clears throat> retirement match than that. I mean, like I don't know anybody retirement match than that. Yeah. Playboy Bunny match, a quarter star. No, that's negative five. Randy Orton, triple threat match, Triple H, John Cena, three and a half stars. Uh, I'd say three. Mayweather versus Big Show, three. Okay, that's fair. Edge and Undertaker, four, four and, and a half. quarter. Oh, I was going to say four and a half. Not this time. All right. WrestleMania 24 is in the books. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we head off? No, we're, we're going on to WrestleMania 25, which is not the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, despite what the WWE will tell you. Yeah, they can't it math. Just, it's just WrestleMania 25. Yep, it sure is. All right, we'll be back with WrestleMania 25 on the next episode of Review Mania. Check out ReviewMania.com. There you'll find all our past episodes, all our bonus content that we release, including our look at the New Japan uh, Super Junior first round opening cup thing. What is it? Super Best of Super Junior? Super J Cup. Yeah, that's uh, it. Super J Cup 1995 round one. There you go. We'll be releasing round two soon enough. Soon. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.